funny. So let's start with that because you've been a big sports fan for the last time we spoke. I didn't realize how big of a sports fan you were. Being from Tennessee, you know, having the Grizzlies, having the Titans, obviously college bas- uh, college football and college basketball out there, how do you balance be- with your schedule also being a sports fan too, being able to keep up with everything? Well, I will admittedly say this. Uh, a father of five who are into their sports of their own and have been over the years. It's nothing like the old days. And me and Kevin Nash used to travel together. And he's a basketball guy like I'm a basketball guy. We could get into a hotel room and we could care less. But that that late uh, TNT game years ago that would you know be on at, at midnight, uh, we could watch anything. So, um, you know... Nowadays, uh, that you know, you don't have time to sit down and, and look at Sports Center, but I can definitely catch up on my apps, uh, whether it's NBC Sports app or Bleacher Report or ESPN or Fox or whatever it is. Uh, great, that's, that's that's one of the great things about social media that you can get highlights, scores, recaps. You can stay in tune um, this day and age. And don't have to be invested in front of a television for for even a half hour. You can catch it all in 15, 20 minutes with the apps today. But doesn't that sort of dilute it a little bit too? Because back in the day, you used to like sit there and you used to just love watching the game. And now it's like, well, I'll just catch a few. Obviously, we all have busier lives as soon as we get older. But you sort of, it takes away the purity of watching the game and seeing how the whole thing unfold. Well, without question, and I'll say this because it, it's a, it, it, it's very timely. But you know. I can remember the, the, the early days of March Madness, um, obviously, but, you know, as it grew into to, to the, the, the mega platform. But, you know, at one time it wasn't on, every game wasn't on True TV and, and all the other channels. You know, you sort of had to watch it on CBS and they would change from game to game to game uh, or Turner, you know, or TBS or, you know, I just know that the, the, the sense of urgency now to March Madness. I believe is the best example of dilution. I understand completely why, uh, but but now I think it's even further in that you know the app of, of madness and, and and all that with, with Turner and all that you can flip uh, you can flip around you know the the clicker as we used to call it uh, has now turned into you can just you, you know with the click of an app you can go from game to game to game. So it does dilute it. But on the other hand, the accessibility. You don't have to be tied to your house or the office or or, or, or restaurant. Uh, you can uh, carry your phone and stay up to date. Um, you know that's the same way with the Masters. Uh, you get that app. You can watch everything you need. Same thing with racing. Uh, all sports. Uh, that is a, to me a, a real upside to social media these days. That you can stay in tune with your sports via social media. So easy. Yeah, and also the like, like NFL Red Zone and so on and so forth. Just all those things make everything so accessible, and that also brings us over to, you know, you being with a fixture in the professional wrestling world with your family, uh, you know, your dad as well. What was your family's reaction? Because I was reading all the different interviews that you've been doing over the last, uh, you know, week or so since the announcement that you were going to the Hall of Fame. How has your family been able to take it? Because there's such a big lineage with your family in the pro wrestling business. How does it feel representing the Jarrett name going into the Hall? Of fame. Humbling, truly humbling, Andy. Um, you know, I, I uh, I'm the lucky one. Uh, is all I can say is that you know I'm, I'm third generation. My grandmother 
uh, who's no longer with us, uh, took a second job uh, selling wrestling tickets uh, for the regional promoter here by the name of Nick Goulas. And if she wouldn't have taken that job, there would be no Jarrett's in professional wrestling. Um, that That's just the simple fact of it. And, and so... Uh, I said at the end of the NBC interview, you know, they asked for any closing remarks, and I said, yeah, I'm going, I would like to say a few closing remarks, in that I I am accepting this honor on behalf of my family. You know, my grandmother on one side of the family, my grandfather on another side, uh, a great uncle who just passed away, he wrestled and referee, obviously my dad. Uh, And so, you know, um, I I will be standing on that stage in New Orleans accepting this behalf, you know, on behalf of my entire family in so many ways. Um, and because it, it's, it's been our life's work professionally. And so it's very humbling, and, and but also going to be very gratifying that I get the opportunity to do it. I, one of the things that I, I was thinking about earlier today, I was because of the success that you had helping build TNA, or Impact Wrestling, whichever you like to call it, a lot of the stars, the, the main fast stars that you helped develop are now big stars on the WWE stage. AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Bobby Roode, Rockstar Spud, EC3, all these guys now are on the big stage, and you had a hand in every single one of them. What does that make you feel like as someone who's been able to evaluate the talent and give guys opportunity of seeing these guys perform from your perspective? Very, very humbling uh, and very, very gratifying. But I will say this, that I've, 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 you know, as a promoter, uh, as a friend, uh, as, a, as, as a co-worker, talent always gets you to the top and attitude keeps you there and um, or not there. And, and those guys, uh, all of them, incredible talents. And that's what's got them to where they're at today. I am very uh, grateful that I got to play a small part uh, in their careers. And, uh, you know, AJ going in as the world champion. Uh, that what, and I get to come to a show and don't have to worry about anything. Don't have to, <laughs> I don't have any responsibilities other than show up and maybe wave. Uh, uh, that, that is, it, I, I'm really looking forward to that Sunday. Uh, just get the opportunity to watch it. Uh, and, and I'm, I'm going to be super excited uh, just to be there at that event, AJ and Bobby and Joe and, and just the whole list. I, I'm super excited. What was it like for you? Um, both WWE runs, you know, you're one from ni- you know, 93 through 95 and of course going to be there from through 99. What was it like and how have you seen the company, the WWE company change from your perspective? Uh, what, what changed for you and what were some of the lessons that you were able to take from working in that company when you started promoting with TNA? Well, what's, what's really unique is I've never worked for a WWE publicly traded company. I left on my last event was on a, uh, on a Sunday night and two days later it went public. Uh, so uh, I left the week it went public. So everything that goes with going from private to public, which is, which is an enormous amount, uh, is, is something that you know, being, being a part of a publicly traded company is, is it will be new to me uh, in in the in the in, in so many ways. But you just look at uh, everything that's evolved uh, with the WWE Network. That's the best shining example. Um, just they're light years uh, ahead of uh, other forms of sport and entertainment. Such forward thinking. They've always been innovative. They're they're pre production. They're post production. Their live event production doesn't have fears. You know, Fox Sports does a great job and, and have for years. But, you know, um, when you look at the WWE, there are no seasons. 52 weeks a year, um, 
And you, you have an event like WrestleMania, it's Friday night, Hall of Fame, Saturday night, NXT, a Sunday, the big granddaddy of the ball, a, a dome stadium show, Monday and Tuesday, uh, back at the arena uh, for television production. It's just, it's an enormous production. And then you put in the network side of things and, and all the shoulder programming that goes with that and then the, the digital and social media. So uh, the company has grown. It's a billion-dollar organization. Um, and, and, and uh, you know, when I was there from 93 to, like you said, 01, um, working for both organizations, it you know, it, it was it was just a different uh, climate. Um, and it was, you know, obviously in the 90s, in the Attitude Era, it, the industry was red hot. Uh, but now, as it sits today, the biggest box office attraction in the world, uh, The Rock, uh, you know, everyone knows that he came from the wrestling business and he's just like me, third generation guy. Uh, John Cena, he's on today, he's, he's guest hosting the Today Show uh, more than anybody. He's mainstream. Uh, Ronda Rousey, the, the, the biggest female box office attraction that MMA's ever seen and, and arguably right up there at the top with all of them. And, and, and she's going to be an attraction. So, you know, the, the old question, well, is, is wrestling mainstream or, or, or this or that? Absolutely. It, it, it's, it's a slam dunk without question. It's mainstream. Uh, you know, you, you look at the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, off of their Super Bowl win. And, and in the parade, they have the WWE Championship belt. That, that's as mainstream as you can get in pop culture uh, with the winning Super Bowl team and, and a championship belt over their shoulder. So uh, it, it's just incredible uh, how what a mega machine. I mean, the, the, the fact is that uh, I'm a very, very small part uh, of WrestleMania weekend, the Hall of Fame weekend. But the amount of PR that I've done over the last 10 days um, – is is mind numbing to me in some aspects. And what's what amazes me too is even five years ago, ESPN, you know, like you just said, Fox Sports, NBC covering WWE would have been like, you know, it was like, oh, I don't want to say sacrilegious, but it was it was it was, it was never heard of. It was never yeah. unless something really bad happened. It's like you never, you never those two were not going together. A um, couple couple more wrestling questions here for you. Uh, your favorite matches. Uh, may not have been, you know, as you know, high profile. But what are some of your favorite matches that you've had over your career? Hey, you know, the, the and I've, I'm not a review mirror guy. I like to look forward. But the, this situation with the Hall of Fame has sort of made me uh, look back over my career. And, and I did Jerry Lawler's podcast last week, and and you know, we talked about the early days of you know. A uh, series of matches I had with Lawler, and, and then uh, a series of matches of, um, you know, I had some matches with Kurt Henning uh, in the early days of Memphis, and, and, and Nick Bockwinkle, I had one or two against him, and then, you know, a series of matches, uh, me and Lawler against the Moondogs, but hard, you know, before it was even called hardcore. Uh, and then we'd get into the WWF a series of matches with Shawn Michaels and Scott Hall and Kevin Nash and some single matches with Shawn. And then you get to WCW and, and you, you know, uh, a who's who list, Flair, Hogan, Savage, Hall, Nash, uh, Goldberg, Steiner, DDP. I mean, the list goes on and on. And then obviously the days of TNA and, and, uh, early matches in the early years with AJ Styles. Uh, and then later a series of matches uh, it, late in my career against Kurt Angle that I'm proud of. So to, to pick out any one match, it's very, very difficult. 
Yeah, I, I personally loved your work that you were doing when you first got to WCW with the Horsemen, and it, when they played the angle with where you really remember the Horsemen and so on and so forth. You had some great matches too that just sort of fell under the radar because of all the stuff that was going on with the NWO at that point too. So there's, you know, your your career is you know spans over such a long span in so many different facets. You know, it's it's almost like the uh, the about time that you're going Hall of Fame this type of feeling. And um, you know, I've read in interviews that. You said, you know, when the call came in January and, you know, how the story came about. Uh, so with all the different activities that are be coming up for, um, for this WWE WrestleMania weekend, obviously the Hall of Fame itself, but what are some of the other activities that you're looking to share share with your family? You know, the, the whole weekend, uh, like, like I said, I hope I get an opportunity to see NXT uh and and you know mania when when we touched on aj styles and bobby Roode and 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 samoa joe and then you know rockstar spud just the the, the entire weekend and just reconnecting with people um that on the production side of things behind the camera whether it's pr or talent relations or creative services uh production uh just all those folks that i hadn't seen but that i know are still working there I'm just really looking forward to, to seeing a lot of faces uh, that, that have appeared on camera and, and, and not on camera. Uh, but, but you know, just being a, a part of the weekend really really is going to be gratifying and exciting. And, and my family is certainly looking forward to, to just experiencing it. Um, how often now are you uh, wrestling during, like, whether it's for different different shows, different events, or public appearances? How, how often are you on the road now? Uh, you know, every weekend uh, coming up. Um, you know, I've, I've got a busy April, May, and June. Uh, we'll see. But, you know, the, the, the independent wrestling, uh, and not just here in the States, but all over the world, is is, is in, in a lot of ways, uh, and I've said it before, uh, the lifeblood of the industry. Uh, so I definitely like to uh, keep myself in tune with that. I've got, uh, with Global Force, I've got some international projects that I'm working on. Uh, that I'm super excited about. So, uh, you know, uh, I, I, like, like I said today to one of the guys in the interview, I'm a lifer. Uh, my family's <laughs> been in it three generations. And so, you know, no, no matter how big or small the show may be, uh, I, uh, professional wrestling's in my blood. Is there anybody who's currently on a WWE roster, Impact roster, that you would love to try and get in the ring with just to, just to have the experience with? I'm not... Uh, well aware that my my in-ring days uh you know i i what excites me more about anything is whether you know with promoting or marketing or production uh you know my my in-ring days um are, are as far as actually as far as having matches are few and far between so i i don't uh I certainly don't sit around thinking about who my next opponent's going to be. <laughs> oh, okay, that's that's fair. I just figured maybe there was a dream match in your head. Uh, but one side, how difficult is is it for you know from a creative standpoint is to see a creative idea play out the way you like it on screen? How difficult is that at times? What's your question? When you like, so if you're coming up with a creative idea for talent, when you're you know doing a production standpoint, how difficult sometimes is it the execution of some of the ideas that you guys come up with from a production standpoint? Yeah, I, I, again, I've, I've been around this you know this business my whole life, and and, and every organization there's a give and take. Uh, it's end of the day. The, the the talent gets you to the top, and every talent. 
that takes an idea or a concept or a match and makes it their own, that's when you have the most success. Some obviously do it better than, better than others, uh, but that's the, that's the nature of our business. It always has been and always will be. Okay, and my last my last two questions, I'm going to make them a little bit more sports-related to you. Uh, you were, we were talking before about the Tennessee Titans. What do you think of Marcus Mariota? Is he definitely the answer for the quarterback for the Titans for the Titans uh, for the future? I, I definitely think Marcus is part of the answer. He's not going to put the team on his back and, and, and carry it, and us get ten or twelve wins and, and, and get to the Super Bowl. You know that that just that, that, that you know uh, again. I'm going to go back, and, and when you look at Philadelphia, it's a perfect example. They used a backup QB but won the Super Bowl, uh, and I, I, I just got to say that when you look, at, and you know, football specifically, Nick Saban, Belichick, um, you know, the, the guys that have won, even in college basketball, Coach K, Roy Williams, you could go down the list. Um, you know, it's creating that culture. Uh, and I'm a big believer in that. So, you know, Brable's got his work cut out, John Robinson. I think they're all rolling in the right direction, but it, it will be, you know, you win as a team and lose as a team. So, uh, at the end of the day, I, I think Marcus is definitely part of the solution. And last question, this is more from a personal standpoint. The, the New York, we're up here in New York, and I, and I cover the Giants on a full-time basis, and the Giants are hosting the Titans this year. And any possibility we can get you and the fam up here for the Giants and Titans game? Uh, that's funny you say that, Randy. I have definitely earmarked that game. Um, a couple of years ago, I had some buddies that came down for the Jets-Titans game. So uh, the Titans going up to the Big Apple, I would love to see that happen for myself and my family. Okay, I might be able to. I might be able to lend a hand on that. So. Oh, just stay in contact for sure, then, dude. Yeah, <laughs> for real, for real. That's not a problem. Yeah, because I can set it up. Where-